As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Transforming Lives Bible Radio Show with Dr. V of Florence, South Carolina and the Divine Church of Deliverance. Catch Transforming Bible Radio Show every Tuesday with Dr. V at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Positive Power with Robert Zach Christian Media and Spreaker Podcast. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back to the Transforming Lives Bible Radio Show. You're listening to your favorite Bible radio host, Dr. V, better known as Dr. Virginia Singleton, Senior Pastor of the Divine Church of Deliverance, located in the city of Florence, South Carolina, at 550 Lawson Street. We want to thank all of you who have already tuned in with us on this evening, and we already thank God in advance for those who may tune in later. We ask you but one thing is to hit those share buttons <coughs> and invite others to the show on tonight. We want to say hello to Jerry Ross out there. We say hi, Jerry, and we know that Jerry is the best podcasting engineer on the planet, and he's also my son from another mother, and we love him so, so very much, and we're just so excited about what God is doing with him in this season, and we thank God for all of you who are so supportive of the Transforming Live Bible Radio Show Ministry. We want to thank God for Decart family who are listening in tonight, and we especially want to thank God for my husband. Um, Deacon Singleton, who is also listening with us on tonight. You know how we do it. We have to pause and give honor to the one who makes it possible for us to come before you every Tuesday evening at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time with a word from the Lord. So let us just give a honor and due respect to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to pause to tell you thank you. We thank you right now for life, health, and strength. Our Father, we thank you for the blood that is still running warm in our veins. For many, even up until this very moment, it was not counted so. Lord, not that we were so special, but, oh God, because you, oh God, in your plan and in your will for our lives, you chose, oh God, to let us continue to breathe life in the name of Jesus. Father God, we ask, oh Lord, that we do not take it lightly, oh God, and we do not take advantage, oh God, of your love for us, oh Lord, but that we walk in a straight and narrow path and give you due honor, give you due respect and due diligence, oh God, because of the love that you show towards us every day. Father God, we thank you for the mercy that you send forth every morning, early in the morning, you speak the mercy to get up 
and be ready for us when our eyes open up because we're going to do something, we're going to say something, or we're going to act in such a way that's not like you. And mercy, plead our cause before you, and you extend your grace unto us one more time. So, Father God, we ask, oh God, that you give a special blessing to everyone that's on this podcast on tonight, oh God. Bless them in a special way. Father God, continue decreasing this servant in her flesh, but increase her even the more in the spirit, oh Lord, that we become more like you. Lord, we ask right now that you prepare our hearts to receive this word, open our spiritual ear, that we might be willing to hear what the Holy Spirit speak to us tonight from the word of the Lord. Father God, we thank you now in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Ghost, we speak blessing over Jerry Ross and everyone on his platform and every endeavor that you charge at his hands to do as well as the transforming lives Bible Radio and the Divine Church of the Liberals. We thank you now. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. And everybody on the line say amen, amen, and amen. And again, welcome back to the Transforming Live Bible Radio Show. And again, you're listening to your favorite Bible Radio host, Dr. V, better known as Dr. Virginia Singleton. Yes, there is a word from the Lord. Tonight we are going to be coming from, for our discussion, we are coming from the book of Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. And we are going to be reading into our hearing on tonight. Those of you that may have seen the flyer that um, Jerry designed for us, you may have seen that chapters were going to be 44 through 46, but we are going to include verse 43 from Matthew chapter 5. So turn with us to Matthew chapter 5, and we're going to be reading beginning at verse 43 and ending at verse 46. And it reads, Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that which for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. And verse 46, for if you love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same. Oh, my goodness. We're going to be using um, these passages read tonight as our foundation of scriptures for our, our topic on tonight. And the topic is the power of true love. The power of true love. Now we know that that the full letter word love has been spoken so many times with no meaning. But that full letter word is so powerful when we speak it according to the word of God. Why? Because God is love. So when we speak that word and when we say it with meaning, according to the word of God, there is so much power in that word that we speak called love. Here tonight in these passages, Jesus is teaching on love. We need to understand tonight that love in the New Testament is utterly important. And we are speaking to the Christians tonight because this is who this word is directed to as Jesus was teaching. And this is part of his sermon on the mount. But also know that this word 
also can be for the unsaved because unsaved people show love as well. But this word, this Sermon on the Mount, Jesus was directing this word in particular to those of us who say that we know him. So in the New Testament, when we speak of love, it is utterly important. Love is central. Love is primary to the understanding of who God is and to the understanding of what it means to be a Christian as well as to live as a Christian. It's not possible for us to live a Christian life and not love and say that we are the children of God. Why? Because if we are a product of God, then we have to love. Why? Because God is love. No different than when we are born of our parents, we are a product of who they are. So in so many ways, we have the characteristics of who our parents are. Thereby, we have the characteristics and we take on the identity of who God is. And the man's identity of who he is is love. Now, the previous scriptures, as we just before read, were Jesus' teaching on true love, not just loose love, but on true love for one another. Even those who express displeasure toward us. Yes, it is possible. When we have the power of true love, when we have taken on the identity of love as who God is in our lives, yes, we can love even those that we may identify as our enemy. Regardless if people prove to be our enemies, even if they curse us behind our backs, or if they persecute us despite our good deeds that we do towards them. Here in Jesus' exposition here, we are encouraged to do good towards them and pray for their well-being. Not pray curses against them, but to pray for their well-being. Or somebody say, hi in the world, can I pray for somebody and they're persecuting me? If we say that we have the love of God in our heart, then with the help of the Holy Spirit, it can be done. Even Jesus will not withhold anything good from those who choose not to honor and serve him when they are in need of it. If we reflect back to when we were not saved people. But see, we weren't saved all of our lives. There was a time when we was out there in the world and we did everything that we thought that we was grown enough to do. But there was nothing good that we needed that the Father withheld from us. The power of his love, he blessed us anyhow. Why? Because... That's the kind of God that we serve. And anyhow God, because his love is so pure, his love is so true, and the power of his love blesses beyond measure, even when we don't even deserve it. Why? Because that demonstrates the power of his true love. To all mankind without respect of persons. And if we are truly his children, then our love must be displayed the same way towards others, even our enemies. Oh, I know somebody's toes curled up 
right there. Yet even our enemies, we have to have power in our love, that love must be displayed from a pure heart, and it must be true. We can't just show the love, you know, for eye service. We can't just say I love you for lip service because people are listening and they are in air shot and they can hear what we say. I am of disbelief. If you don't mean it, don't say it. Why? Because the Lord is listening. And we have to pay restitution unto the Lord for every idle word that we speak out of our mouth. We got to pay restitution and we got to answer and be accountable to every deed that we do when we stand before God. So it's best not to say it and it's best not to do it if there is no love in it and if the love is not pure. When we look at Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6, it says, For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. So see, even faith don't work without love, meaning that love is an expression of faith. And the only thing that really means anything accounts with God is faith expressing itself through the power of true love. Oh, somebody better hear that tonight on this line. When we look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. There it tells us, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. And verse 14 there says, For all the law is fulfilled in, not many words, but in one word. Even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. This tells us to serve one another with humility and pure love. Why? For the entire law of Christ is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. My, my, my. And if you don't have true love for yourself and for others, then nothing else really matters to God. You know, so it's easy for us to, to do a good deed. As we have already seen, it's easy for us to speak things in earshot of people that they can hear it for lip service. Or we do things for eye service that mankind will see it. But the word of God tells us that the whole law of God is foundationally built upon one word. Why? Because our whole Christian life as believers is built foundationally upon one word. And that word is love. And the Bible tells us here that the whole law of God is fulfilled based on one word. And that four-letter word is L-O-V-E, love. Wonder why that is? Because the whole word is God, and God is love. And we know that the love of God is powerful, and we know that the love of God 
is true, and we know that the love of God is pure. There is nothing unholy about God. So if we say that we are his children, then our love must be displayed and demonstrated in the same fashion. It must be done truly. It must be done purely. It must be done wholly. And it must be fashioned with power. Because it says, we must love our neighbor as ourselves. And we are, he's not talking about just the people that live on both sides of you, next door to you. Anybody that we come in contact with becomes our neighbor. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 17 and 18. The word of God tells us concerning the power of true love. Puts it this way. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not hate thy brother in thine heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor and not suffer sin upon him. Verse 18 says, Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. What is this saying? So God is saying, I am the Lord. You do not have any authority to take revenge against anybody. Regardless of what they say, regardless of what they do, regardless of their actions, you don't even have the right nor the privilege have been given unto you to go around holding grudges against anybody. You should not even walk in a spirit of bitterness against anyone because you feel like they have offended you in any way. God said, because you are not God. You are not the Lord. He said, I am the Lord. And there's any kind of discipline that needs to be done unto them. I am the Lord. And I will chastise them. Glory be unto God. That's why we have to forgive. We have to walk in pure love, and we have to learn how to forgive one another and leave the rest of the matter in God's hand unless we get ourselves in trouble with the Lord. Why? Because we don't own anybody. Everybody God created. And he said, I will use whomever I please. So even the people that we think do not deserve forgiveness, people that we think don't deserve our love regardless of what they have done, the Father is saying to us, you don't have the right to begrudge anybody. If we think about it, what if Jesus had held grudges against us because of the way that we did his father. Oh, how the world did Father God, the Elohim, the creator. What if Jesus had begrudged us and told the father, well, I am not going to get on the cross. Do you remember, Father, how they did you? How they turned their backs on you. Oh, how they beat me up and they nailed me to the cross. What if Jesus had decided that he was not going to be that doorway for us to get back to the Father? We would have just be, remained a lost, dying world. But thanks be to God. 
that the father, first of all, had too much love and there was too much power in his love that that same love passed down to his son. And the son loved us the same way that his father did. He loved us with that same true power that now we should be able to love one another. That's why it is commandment. It is a commandment, sisters and brothers, that we love one another. Love your neighbor. That's what he said. Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. He said, I am the Lord, not you. You ain't create nobody. So you don't have the right to dismiss nobody, regardless of their lifestyle, no matter how they live, no matter what they have done. The only thing you need to do, you can't dismiss their sin because you can't do nothing about their sin, but you can forgive them for what they have done and separate the sin and the wrong that they have done, and let me deal with that. But you can still love them as a human being, because that's what I did for you. I separated your sin from who you were, and I did not identify you as your sin, but I identify you as who I created you to be. That's why I could still love you in of your wicked, wretched, evil, hard-headed, stiff-necked, rebellious self. Why? Because the power of my love was true. And I never stopped loving you because of what you did, but I could still love you because of who I created you to become. Now, that's powerful right there, saints of God. That's powerful. And no, we ain't God. But we say that we are Christians, so that means we should be Christ-like. And if Christ could forgive us, then we ought to be able to forgive one another. And if Christ could love us enough that he died on the cross for us, and we wasn't no good and we didn't deserve it for him to even shed his blood for us, then certainly we ought to be able to forgive one another. Romans chapter 13 and verse 10 tells us that love worketh no evil or love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So, I don't care if you could quote from verse 1 of Genesis to the last verse of Revelation. If you ain't got no love in it, it don't mean nothing. Because there it is. The Bible says, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. We cannot even fulfill the word of God, this gospel, this Bible. I don't care how well we can quote this scripture, but we can still mistreat our sisters and brothers, he said, no, that don't mean nothing in my sight. He said, and I can hear you quoting them scriptures. He said, but can you live it? He said, no, not if you mistreated your sisters and your brothers and you can't forgive them. I commanded you to love your neighbor as you love yourself. He said, so that proves to me you do things for lip service. He said, but if you love me, then you will keep my commandment. But see, when we don't love ourselves, we certainly are not going to be able to love anybody else. He said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So we show how we love ourselves by the way we treat others. Oh, that's powerful. That's powerful right there. He said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So the way that we treat other people we are already showing how we love ourselves by the way that we treat somebody else. Also, that's a dangerous thing, how we demonstrate our love. Because it's dangerous how we treat ourselves the way we treat other people. 
It shows up saints. Yes, it does. Jesus said, the greatest commandment is to, there's that word again, L-O-V-E, to love. As a matter of fact, he said it this way at Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. He made it very explicit. He, he left no shadow of a doubt what he meant. Be very clear. He made it very much clarity of what he meant about this, this law, this law of love. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. He don't want half love. He don't want part of us. He wants Everything in us that we say is love, he said, I want all of that. I don't want no part-time love from you. I want all of it. I know how much love I put in you. I know how much love you are capable of, and I want it all. Don't give me part of it and give the other part to somebody else. I want it all. This is the first and great commandment. And in verse 39, he says, and the second is like unto it. There it is again. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Do you see how many times that particular passage is coming up? Those words, Jesus speaking those words. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Why? Because there's power in loving. There's power in love. So see, our love can either help. Or our love can hurt. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. It makes a difference, people of God, how our love is demonstrated. Then he goes on in verse 40. He said, on these two commandments hang all the prophets. What is he saying? From the very first prophet that I told to teach this word, telling them to tell the people to love their neighbors as they love themselves. He said, my word never changed. Every prophet, they sent forth the same word. It never changed. And even now, even up until this night, with Dr. V, the Holy Spirit teaching this same word going out to all of us. God's word still have not changed, and his word is not going to change. When he says love, that's what he means, and it's never going to change. Why? That's a power. That is the power of true love, because true love never changes, even when adversity comes. When there is true love, yeah, we are hurt. We become offended, but true love, true love does not give up. True love put the boxing gloves on, and true love continue to fight for what is. And even if people walk out of our lives, guess what? True love still continue in some way to fight, even if it's only down on your knees. A person that's still have that power in true love, that power of that love will cause a person to fall on their knees and continue to pray for somebody, even if they walk out of their life. True love never give up. People may give up on you, but when there's power in that love, true love never give up. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's why he's calling us to have power and have true let our love be true and pure on tonight because God don't give up on us. We give up on one another. That's why he said, on these two commandments hang all the prophets. You see, saying the power of true love is central and essential to the life of every believer. True love is our identity. It is the heartbeat of every Christian. 
Love is like a foundational DNA for our new man once we become born again. Well then, if this be the truth, some of us might need to go and check our pulse for signs of spiritual life. For everything about the Christian life should first be presented with a power of true love. Whenever, wherever, and to whomever that love is presented, regardless if it's in our home, on our job, at our place of worship, no matter where that love is presented, the first thing people should observe about us as believers should be the power of true love being demonstrated in our everyday lives. Now ponder this and ask yourself the question, is this true about me? Am I demonstrating power in my love? Am I demonstrating purity in my love? Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us. And have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Oh, when we deserved death, when we was no good, that we wasn't nothing but a stenchy, stinking, no good, smelling demon, Jesus gave himself for us. Shed his blood for us as an offering and a sacrifice to his father as a sweet-smelling savior. Why? Because we were so awful smelling for the Lord to have been able to smell the aroma that we were sent up. It would have been a stench and an abominable smell in the Lord's nose. So Jesus gave himself in our place. Why? Because when his aroma went up to the Father, it was a sweet-smelling Savior. He gave his life on our behalf because we was we wasn't worth, hallelujah, the aroma to go up to the Father, and we had to die on that cross. The Lord would not have been able to smell the stench of death off of us. That's just how filthy our lives were. So Jesus gave his life for us. At times, we might have wrong assumptions about our own love. That is so easy to love. We think it is so easy to love. We might flatter ourselves with a self-serving interpretation of our own actions. And think that others don't have as much capacity to love as we do. Wow. How big some of us think of ourselves and we put others down so low and we lift ourselves up so high when the Bible tells us to esteem every man above ourselves. But some of us think I'll never esteem anybody above me because I'm, that's just how great I am. That's not what the Lord wants us to think. He said, esteem every man above yourself. Why? He said, because while you lifting others up, I got you. We standing on his shoulder. So he said, if you can stand on my shoulder, let somebody else stand on yours. Because I'm the one that's holding you up. You're not holding yourself. The power of my love holds you up so you can have the strength to hold up somebody else. In essence, listen at this. Please listen at this. We need to stop being so self-serving. There is one person we naturally adore. 
that we obey, that we exalt, that we defend and honor one person, we will serve, give the benefit of the doubt, believe the best for that one person that we will work tirelessly to secure the good for that one. Mm. Somebody thinking, oh, she must be talking about Jesus. Well, that sound that it should be Jesus, right? Well, sad to say, too often in so many cases, that one person that I'm speaking of is ourselves. Yet, the power of true love was first emphasized and demonstrated when God gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to the world as a ransom sacrifice to pay a sin debt that mankind could never repay. Not that we love God, but the power of his true love invoked his love for us that while we were yet inches thinking dirty, mucking, miry clay sinners, Jesus came into a dying world and died on the cross in our place. Oh no! We didn't do anything to prompt God's love and we certainly didn't do anything to deserve it. It was the power of his true love that out of his own generosity, love and kindness and his mercy, he sent his son to die for us. We didn't love him first. We didn't even love him at all. Yet, out of the power of his true love, he gave freely when we were at our worst and needed the love of God the most. He did it so that as John 3 and 17 says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. See, the Lord knew that the world was on a downward spiral and the whole world would have ended up in hell if he had not sent a Savior into the world that his people could be purchased back and redeemed back unto himself. Because, see, one day God got lonely and he wanted a family. And when he wanted a family, he created his son. He not created some, he sent his son Jesus into the world, to his creation that he had created, who had went amok and became so sinful. He knew that who he had created would have been totally lost if he had not sent them a savior. But the power of his love will not allow his creation to be lost. So he sent his son into the world to redeem his creation back to himself. Therefore he poured the power of his true love into our hearts through the working of the Holy Spirit when we accepted Jesus as our personal Savior and became born again and was filled with the Holy Ghost. While we were still weak in our sin and deserved nothing but death. Wow. Jesus said, no, daddy. I'll go down and I'll take on humanity and I'll die for that ungodly creation. Hallelujah. And the ungodly were those like you and me until we accepted Christ as our personal Savior. 
Therefore, because of the power of God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, because of the power of true love, we have been justified by the cleansing and washing of Jesus' precious blood. And so much more shall we be saved by Jesus Christ from the wrath of God in the day of judgment. There's a day of judgment coming, people. And for every outer word that we have spoken and for every deed that we have done that was against the will of God for our life, we are going to have to answer and be accountable for everything that we did not repent for and turn away from. We are going to have to give an account. See, we have to be careful about what we speak out of our mouth because by what we speak, the same word, if we read this word and we don't live this word, by this word we shall live, but by this word, this word will become a sword, and by this same word we shall die. Why? Because we knew it and we turned away from it and we chose not to live it. Mm. The day of judgment is coming. But we have been reconciled to God by the death of Jesus Christ and the power of his true love. Many sacrifices have already been made for us. And Jesus ain't going to sacrifice his life for us no more. He sacrificed his life. He shed his blood for us. He died on the cross for us once. And he's not going to do it again. And see, that's the power of true love. He did it once and for all, and he's not going to do it again because it's not necessary for him to do it again. All it took was once, and that was enough. That was enough power in that one time that he did it. See, in the, in the old days, in the, under the Old Testament, they had to keep doing the animal blood sacrifice. Time after time after time, every time man sinned, they had to do a blood sacrifice to be forgiven and to get their sins cleansed. Hallelujah. But Jesus had to shed his blood once. One time he had to make the sacrifice. One time. And that was enough. And he will never shed his blood for us again. That was a power of true love and the power of his blood that was shed, and he's not going to do it again. My dear sisters and brothers, true love requires our forgiveness of one another because those we are called to love, they are not perfect, but guess what? Neither are we. They disappoint us. They hurt us. They'll persecute us, and yet they'll also fail us. But guess what? We do the same thing to one another. We must impart to others what we want in return from them, and that is only mere true love. The golden rule says, do unto others what you will have them do unto you. So why should we expect love from others when we won't impart any love to them? And we just want to give people secondhand love, but we want firsthand love from everybody else. No, we have to also give first-handed love if we want first-handed love in return. Because even the Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sow, that shall he also reap. So meaning, whatever we give out is what we're going to give back. That's the essence of the golden rule. So treat people the way you want to be treated. Hebrews 13 and verses 1 and 2 reminds us of this. It says, Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels 
unaware. See, we have to be careful how we treat one another. Because just because we don't know a person, well, I don't know them, so I can't love them the same way that I love my sister or my brother or my friend. We might be missing a grand opportunity to be entertained by an angel. Wow. Mm, that should have hit home right there with somebody. It says, let brotherly love, let it continue. Meaning, without any respect of person, we shouldn't be kind to one and not kind to another. He said, forget, don't be forgetful to entertain strangers because you don't know who you're talking to. We don't ever know who is in our midst. And sometimes the Lord may send somebody in our midst and, and they might dress up and they might be somebody you know. And they can dress up. We, you, we, the Lord, y'all know how we can dress up with all this different kind of stuff, put on all this different makeup, put on all these different, this different hair, all these different clothes. And men, you can dress up too, all kind of different ways and come in the midst of one another. And we think, well, who is that stranger? And be somebody that we know all the time. And we can act like that person is invisible to us. And they can walk away, wow, I didn't know they would treat me like that. And then they come back and they ask you, well, why are you treating me like that? What you talking about? Well, I was in your midst and you treated me in such and such way. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I was all made up. But it was because I was made up and you didn't recognize that it was me. Wow. So we, we need to consider how we express and demonstrate our love to one another because we don't know who we are in the midst of. That's why there never should be opportunity for us to mistreat anybody. We might be entertaining angels, and we don't have to know a person, even if somebody is in the midst and they're already a total stranger to us. Guess what? That might be an angel that the Lord has sent to be in our midst to test our love just to see how we are going to treat that person just because we don't know who they are. We might be in the midst of angels unaware. However, the power of true love comes from the heart. It is God in action in the earth. I'm going to say that again. The power of true love comes not from the lip, but it comes from the heart. Why? Because it is God in action in the earth. Not because you have to love, but it's a choice you make to show affection and compassion to others without respect of person. Now, isn't that the kind of love that God shows? He shows affection and compassion to all mankind. Without respect of person. So whomever it is that needs affection, whomever it is who needs compassion, God finds himself extending that affection and that compassion onto that individual. Didn't he say, didn't he say I let the rain fall on the just as well as the unjust? And he also let his sunshine shine on the good as well as the evil. So who do we think that we are? That we have the right to withhold love from anybody that may be in need of love. You might be the only one that showed, that, that might demonstrate love to the, the unlovable that day. And that might be just what they might need to keep them from committing suicide that day. You might be the one 
that the Lord have appointed and he have charged at your feet to be the one to walk into the presence of that person might be having suicidal thoughts and saying that somebody don't show me some love today because we don't ever know what's on the mind of individuals. We never know what state they might be. We never know what a person is going through. That's why we say that we are believers. We say that we are Christians. We say that we are the children of God. That's why we cannot have respect the person. We don't ever know what opportunity the Lord will give us. We might be the one that God will appoint on that particular day at that particular time to walk into the midst of that person that's having suicidal thoughts and all they're waiting on is that just one person. Everybody else may have walked by them and treated them like they was invisible. Not even stopped to say, how you doing today? Didn't even stop to show them a smile or lend them a helping hand. But you just might be that one person that God might appoint for that appointed time to walk into the midst of that might be a stranger for you to walk into that person's life that day. And the power of your love that you can stop and show them some kindness. And that you just might be the one. That person says, because you stopped and showed me some kindness and showed me some love, I'm not going to take my life today. People of God, take every opportunity. Yes, we need somebody might say, but we can't walk into every situation. Then you pray. That's why we need to say pray. Because let me tell you one thing. God is not going to lead us into any dangerous situation that's going to cause us any harm. That's why we don't walk into anything without consulting the Lord first. Because the Lord will send us in the people, send us in the places where he will be with us. He'll never send us into harm's way without him being with us. His hand will keep us wherever he sends us. Do you hear what I'm saying? And he don't send us, he carries us into situations. And he's right there with us all the time. So take every opportunity to demonstrate the power of true love. You just might be the one to save a life. Amen, amen, and amen. We want to thank God tonight for this word. And I believe with everything in my heart that somebody's heart has been lifted up. And I pray to God that somebody's life will be transformed just because they have heard the word of the Lord. We want to thank all of you that tuned in tonight. Amen. Thank you again for supporting the Transforming Lives Bible Radio Ministry. We want to thank Jerry Ross Live, Worldwide Always. We want to thank God for Positive Power 21.org. Thank the D-Card family. Amen. Amen. Have to also again tip my hat to the late, great Pastor Chuck Singleton. Because let me tell you one thing. That young man, when he walked in this earth, he was the epitome of what the power of true love. Because everybody he came in contact with, he expressed that love. He demonstrated that true love unto them in so many ways. He left a thumbprint. He left a footprint on the lives of people that he came in contact with. So kudos to you, Pastor Chuck and our we tip our hat to you. To after following Transforming Lives, you will be listening to Paula Breon on our testimony and following Paula, you will be listening to none other than Veronica Brown on Pearls with Veronica. Know that it is time now that we may end our show tonight, but it will never be the end of the word of the Lord. Walk in the power of true love and demonstrate that love to somebody that need it. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. This is Dr. V signing off to next week, same time, same place. Good night. Transforming Lives Bible Radio Show. Dr. V of Florence, South Carolina, and the Divine Church of Deliverance. Catch Transforming Bible Radio Show every Tuesday with Dr. V at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Pops of Power with Double Time Christian Media and Spreaker Podcast.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.